Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Heard of me? <laughs> Wait, what? Heard of me? I just me? felt like adding it on to the end of my catchphrase. Like, heard of me? You heard of me? I just thought it would be funny. I don't know. It didn't really fly. Lynn to the Z, Lynn to the Z, Lynn, yeah, Lynn, that's, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn to yeah, the Z. Yeah, I was like, I was like in a mood to be like, yeah, add on something new. But I don't know. I feel like people don't like change that much. So maybe I'll take it back. No, no, they don't. <laughs> So, <laughs> welcome to America. So, Lindsay, I have a big thing to tell you. Huge what? news. What? Guess oh, what no. I watched last night? I didn't tell you. I specifically didn't tell you, and I didn't text you, and I didn't send you screenshots of me watching it. You were probably dying to tell me what you watched last night. What I was needed. it? What? A little film called The Secret, colon, Dare to Dream. No, you didn't watch that did. without did. telling me. Did you pay $20? I did. I had no. No, I paid five dollars. It's five dollars. Five ninety nine. I paid six dollars. I'm honestly more angry that you didn't tell me it's five dollars. <laughs> well, I had Wait, to. It, it was a okay. surprise. You watched it. Tell me everything. It. What's the secret? It's, well, the secret is the law of attraction. Here's the thing about no. the law of attraction. Ugh. But the secret's got to be a double meaning. It's not. There's no secret. Well, What's there's his two secret? secret. No, you're right. He does have a secret. Oh my God, Lindsay, you're gonna. Wait, you don't tell me. Sort of don't get... ruin it for me. I guess. Okay. Well, there is a secret, which is one secret. The one secret is that the law of attraction exists. And if and it you works. will things into the universe and you think positively, you think about what good things you want to happen instead of bad things you want to happen. I believe in positive thinking. Like the secret's silly and like calling it the secret silly, but I believe in positive thinking. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that it's essentially magic and not uh, explicitly religious. I like that it's just like, it's magic. That's fine with me. And also the secret, we have to give it credit. It's not a cult. There's no main guy. There's no main guy you got to fuck. That's what my friend Pauline says about cults. <laughs> There's no main guy. You got to fuck the main guy. See, like, that's always what happens in cults is you got to fuck the main guy. And that's what it becomes. <laughs> There's no main guy. That's, Do you know that's what I a mean? good Paulineism too. That's I know. Really good. I know. I trust me. I'm never going to forget it. But it's like, you know what I mean? Like the secret like didn't have like didn't become this like toxic thing because it was like, oh, there's no main guy. Yeah. There wasn't some creepy guy at the at the top that who could have feasibly yeah. been played by Breck and Meyer right. in a movie adaptation. You know, right. it's like, just a gross. book. It's just a it's just a self-help book, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like it, it could have been. Woman. Yeah. Right. So. So. Her idea is that, you know, if you think positively and you and you send out a, yeah. a thought into the universe, no, you I will know receive what this back, is. I know attraction. what the secret is. And so in the movie, Katie Holmes, the whole movie, she's like, there's a hurricane coming. And she's like, I'm sure it's going to hit us. And, <laughs> Wait, and does sure she have an accent? 
Well, no. But okay. sure enough, it hits her. And then she thinks, like, oh, I'm sure the roof is going to cave in. And then the right. roof caves in. She, so she's she into negative thinking. thinking negatively. Yeah, she's thinking negatively. And then negatively. Josh Lucas shows up and he has a secret. Right, of course Regarding, he does. well, I can't tell you. Well, he has two secrets. He has a secret that is the secret and also a secret. Oh, but the secret that is the secret isn't even a secret because he shares that secret willingly. But so, I'm just saying that's the secret. It's not a secret. It's the secret. It's different. Exactly. <laughs> There's the secret and a secret. So the secret, he's like telling the whole town. Like he's telling his the, the lady who works at the hotel. He's telling Katie Holmes. He's telling the kids. Wait, he tells the lady who works at the hotel? <laughs> yeah. she's imp- She becomes crucial. She becomes crucial. She's okay. an aspiring law student. Okay, and you know what? Stop. She just has to believe that she's going to pass the bar. Stop. So he's sharing the secret left and right. You know what this is? What's that movie where John Travolta's an angel? It's like that. It's like some guy shows up and he's going around town doing Michael. miracle stuff. Yeah, Michael. Whatever. Michael, but like that's Nora. what the but like it's this Nora. is a this movie is kind of like within the canon of like magic guys. When a guy shows up and he does but magic. But the thing is, he's not magic. He's not magic. And that's his secret. He's got a secret, Lindsay, and it's actually it's pretty intense. Okay, I don't want to know. I don't want you to spoil it for me or for the listeners who may want to watch The Secret Dare to Dream starring mm-hmm. Katie Holmes and Josh Lucas now for $5 on VOD. Anywhere you rent movies. And maybe we'll take this conversation to our Patreon VIP episode maybe. where we discuss the movie in depth and in full. I don't know if there is an in depth and in full, but, you know, we could. You know the the, the language that's like subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify yeah, or wherever that. you get your podcasts. Yeah, we don't I just do that. love. We should do that. We should do that in the beginning and the end. Do you guys subs- But like if you're listening to this, you subscribe. The thing about that language that I've always found funny is it ends with or wherever you like you get the permission like or do what you want to do. Like winky, it's fine. Right. Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Whatever you want to do. As if the podcast you're listening to is just floating in your window from a neighbor. You know How like did I get w- this. Yeah. How did I get this? <laughs> Like my mom holding the phone three feet from her face, like, how did this appear on my phone? I will say, though, I do think a lot of, like, spouses have to deal with our podcast who didn't ask for this, you know? Like, we're just, we're just like, oh, talking yeah. in another room, and they're like, what is that? It's against their will, kind of. Yeah, for every, like, five active listeners, there's one person who's like, please turn this off in the background. Can you put on headphones? <laughs> hey, can you put on headphones? <laughs> but I will say we don't which I already did say it, but I'll say it again. We don't say the Patreon up in the front of the episode. And I, I doubt that everyone listens through the end. If you do, congrats. But like that just is not realistic to think that. I would love to secret you mm-hmm. to listen to the full episode. But in case you didn't know, in case you weren't aware, <laughs> is this in case you never make it to the end, we do have a Patreon. We do extra content. Mm-hmm. We do fun shit on it. You do have to pay for it, but it's fun. You can support the pod and all that. See, I just did it. We should do that more often. Um, but currently you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's just get started with, oh, are you drinking some java? <laughs> or is that water? Water. That's my rambler. You hear the ice knocking around. Oh, that's the rambler. Oh, but yeah. the whole thing about the rambler is you don't need to put ice in the rambler. It just keeps the cold water cold. Okay, but I didn't have cold water. That's You're, oh, missing, okay, that's you're missing my journey. I didn't have the water that's being fair. cold. I understand you know what, what you're saying, that's but fair. okay. Believe it or not, but the chain smokers are a full ass 30 and 35 years old. That is all. Oh, I must have had like the wrong, some like old website. Because remember, I thought they were like 26 and 30. Oh, they're like 30 and 35 now. Yeah. Wow. 30 and 35. Well, that chain smoking is going to catch up with them if they don't stop. I get it. 
Like and yes, the hot one is the one who's 35. Yeah, we and know yes, he's there the is a hot one. one. Do not like, we're not going to play concerns or questions about which one's the there hot one. There is a hot one. If you don't yes, know, then you'll never know. If you don't know now, you'll never know. And don't even try to ask who it is. You know who it is. Look at them. If you okay? don't know, you'll never know. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, Bobby, long time, long time. Um, just looked at yesterday's ad age and wanted to read you this little snippet. Duncan's new Gen Z influencer drives sales app downloads. When its sales took a dive during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic, Duncan turned to Gen Z influencer Charlie Emilio, a fan of Duncan's cold brew. Duncan created a new drink, the Charlie, to appeal to the 16-year-old's 87 million TikTok followers and saw his app downloads jump 57% and cold brew sales spiked 20% just after one day. So this makes me think that more of these are coming down the pipe. So just wanted to let you guys know. Crunch, crunch. So she's saying that the Charlie drink is a huge hit. I believe it. I believe it. I tried to read this ad age story, but it was a subscriber exclusive. So um, glad she gets the paper copy. Congrats to this person for um, subscribing to ad age. But yeah, Duncan took a risk and it paid off in droves. I don't even think they took a big risk. <laughs> It's fair. It's not even a risk. They took a small risk. They were like, oh, shit. Profits are going down. No one's downloading our app. What can we do? And they went to TikTok and they were right. They did something right. Yeah. It's just interesting when a big company like does something right in the in the realm of advertising. Yeah. When they try to pander, they fuck up. And this is an interesting case of pandering not being a disaster. What is nice is they found some... They got lucky because this TikTok star already liked Duncan and so they mm -hmm. just essentially paid her to keep doing what she's doing in a more official way like you really can't get better than that I mean that's why I always try and secret us advertisers that we just talk about on the pod see like I'm using mm -hmm. the secret and I'm like Duncan and we did get Duncan for a second yes mm -hmm. we got those like weird egg cups which we did eat and they were fine but like <laughs> I'm out you know like I'm just trying to get more Duncan spawn like Charlie if I put it out in the world maybe they'll come knock knock on my door and be like we want to do a Lindsay drink and I would be like amazing but the, th the thing is i order different drinks every time so i really don't have a normal drink <laughs> well that's say, the Lindsay drink it's just it's dealer's choice <laughs> it's dealer's choice it's I like did. you say can i have a can I have a large Lindsay?" and then someone goes are you sure i did and then you though say, yes. the other day get a oat milk matcha latte and oh boy hi i just saw a picture of katie holmes and her new boyfriend emilio vitolo and the quote said that they were spotted in New York City after joyriding in his Pontiac. Pontiac? They stopped making those in, like, 2009. Anyways, what are your thoughts? Crunch, crunch. I guess you're right. Like, a Pontiac isn't, like, a, like, luxury brand that'd be, like, worth mentioning the joyriding in, you know? The photos are initially funny just because it's a – not because, like, if I caught Lindsay, you or I getting out of a Pontiac, no one would think twice, but I'm catching Katie Holmes get out of a car that's at least 14 years old. I think it's disrespectful to have Katie Holmes get in and out of a Pontiac. She's a big star who is the star of the secret colon dare to dream. Oh, we're It is funny that she's getting out of right. this old car. Yeah. But – I looked into it, and apparently this car, while it does read to me as not a car person, as, like, old, that's funny. Pontiac, and you're right, Pontiac ceased operations in 2009. 
And this car was only made from 2004 to 2006. But, you know, I read a little Jalopnik. I read a little Car and Driver. Wow, I read a little some other trading thing. Reading. This car, this Pontiac GTO, which was yeah. brought back between 2004 and 2006, is considered by car people to be really cool and good. Oh, okay, great. If you had a car eye, you'd be like, oh, Emilio Vitolo, that's a cool guy. But he's not a cool guy. He's not a cool guy. But you know what I kind of I'm kind of amazed by? It's like she doesn't give a shit. They've been smooching all over town. Oh, they're smooching like, left and right. No problems. Like it comes out he had a fiance that he broke up with who he lived with like right before he dated Katie Combs. She doesn't care. She's like, I'm just trying to get my smooch on in Manhattan. <laughs> and I respect it because I also would love to get my smooch on in Manhattan, you know? It's across the river and you want to get your smooch on in Manhattan. Are you kidding? I was in Manhattan yesterday and I was like, this place, man, amazing. I haven't been there in so the long. The perfect place to get one's smooch on. <laughs> um, anyway, cool car. Cool, car, cool car. Emilio Vitolo Jr. or whatever. <laughs> cool car. Uh, the, then, you know, my eyes start glazing over when it's like, you could do a lot with this chassis. Like, it's you can like up, like right. do all these yeah. customizable. Right. And I was You're like, like relax, Jalopnik. I'm done relax. here. Relax. <laughs> I follow a few car people, well, like Jalopnik people, because like Jalopnik's good. But a funny car thing is like, I don't know, there's just like a vast difference between the trained eye of car people and non-trained eye car things. So it's like, they'll take a photo of some Honda CRV that to me looks sort of like a dump. And they'll be like, classic, like love to see it in public. And you're like, what are you talking about? But yeah. apparently there's just more to cars than meets the eye. I'm not a car person. I do have a car, which I guess makes me a car person person but i'm not a car mm -hmm. person but i did come across a car the other day that i was like wow and it was a subaru baja like do you know what that is and it was it's the car that's like not a pickup truck but it has like a weird pickup truck thing oh, in the back yeah. and it, it has was the bed in the back yeah but I love it was those. purple it was a purple like lilac purple subaru baja parked in fork green like in front of the bar and i was just like wow this is a flex and this person like is asking for me to steal this car, but I didn't because I don't know how to steal cars because I'm <laughs> not a car a person, you know? The only car that makes me like do a little like pull down my glasses and say like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, is what? It's like a, a red, like a 1995 red Jeep Cherokee. Ew. You know, that's like, like what popular girls had in high school. A boxy red Cherokee. That's like, that's you're diseased by like, high, that's what like cool girls had in high school. The cool girls on my high school had Volkswagen uh, Jettas, uh, not not bugs. Jettas, Jettas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They had Jettas and then the inside like glowed neon. Okay, next call. The cool girls, sorry. The cool girls in my high school didn't have the boxy Jeep Cherokees. They had the kind of blobby Jeep Cherokees. Let's just be, res let's be Right, they had the blobby ones. The blobby the cool ones. If they were actually cool. They had the boxy They ones. had the boxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, a red okay. boxy Cherokee. Um, right. Um, next okay. call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, first time. I was listening to you talk about how you're worried that your My Cousin Vinny tattoo may be canceled if Marissa Tomei is secretly a racist or something. I have a harp tattoo in honor of Joanna Newsom and a muted post horn tattoo in honor of Thomas Pynchon. And I just wanted to let you know that this is something I worry about literally daily. What if Joanna Newsom basically a Trump supporter or something. God forbid, you know? Anyway, crunch, crunch. I think you're safe on the Joanna Newsom harp. It's the pension tat you need to look out for. Yeah, the pension <laughs> the pension tat's the one that you sh that's on shaky ground, on shaky scan. But again, you can just cover, you can cover these things up. It's fine. 
you know? Yeah. Even a Sharpie, the budget cover. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, Pigeon is dead, so you might but be- things a- can be revealed, <laughs> Lindsay. Things can be revealed. Things can be revealed. I mean, I just- uh, I just, I feel for you that you're, you know, kind of always looking behind you every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just hard to imagine a white American novelist who came of age in the 50s to not have a couple of skeletons in that closet. Okay, you know? well, don't scare him even more. He's already stressed about Joanna Newsom, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, stress about Thomas Pynchon. Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. I bet they're cute. The tats. I bet they're really cute. Yeah. I bet they're cute. Scrape your knee, it is only skin. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, I just rang before and I got interrupted by her barking dog. Um, I'm calling from Melbourne, Australia, where we're still under really strict lockdown. You guys have been helping me through that, so thank you so much. Um, on Who's There, you were talking about Enya and Titanic. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan of both of those things, but this topic is like my area of expertise. Um, so I thought I'd bring up some fun facts that you may or may not know about Enya's potential involvement in Titanic. Um, yeah, maybe you know them already, but I've, I've got the time to tell you, so I will. So, yeah, you mentioned that Enya's music was used in, like, working edits of Titanic, um, like the song Book of Days specifically. You can actually hear the trailer on one of the DVDs. Um, it's like a working part of the trailer using Book of Days, which I thought was really interesting because I love Enya. Um, but approached by James Cameron to do the music for Titanic, and she said no. She didn't mind anything she said, I think, because he wanted her to work with other people, and Enya only works with her team. Um, so then he went to James Horner, who is his regular score guy or what. Um, and you mentioned that score that James Horner came up with is heavily inspired by Enya. Um, if you go back and listen to a song of Enya's called The Sun in the Stream, um, which is from an album that she released before she really blew up, uh, as a solo artist, you will really hear where they took uh, inspiration, heavy, heavy inspiration <laughs> from Enya's music. Um, so, yeah, she really was a prominent uh, theme throughout the making of the movie. And then once the movie was released and was obviously huge, they released the second volume of the soundtrack. The soundtrack featured a version of Come Josephine in My Flying Machine, the song that Rose sings to herself when she's um, freezing in the water that Jack sung to her earlier on the, on the bow of the ship. And that version is sung by a woman named Moya Brennan. Moya Brennan is the lead singer of an Irish band called um, Clannad, and Clannad is made up of Enya's brothers and sisters. Moya is Enya's sister. So they couldn't get Enya. They went to the next best thing. James Horner and James Cameron were really, really standing Enya at this time of their lives. And I can't say that I blame them. Leanne Cuisine, love you guys. Crunch, crunch. I'm sorry. The twist at the end of that call were Enya's brothers and sisters in a band? (laughs) Let's listen to The Sun in the Stream that, you know, apparently proved very influential for the the score of of Titanic. (gasps) Oh! Oh! And just for um, comparison's sake, let's uh, play it again. Let's play go it. to the Titanic score and the iconic opening track, "Never on Absolution," which you know, "Never on Absolution." Come on, this is going to become one, it's the iconic not. This is track. this is not a podcast about Titanic soundtrack. 
No, get out of here with this. No, 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 no. James Cameron, go to jail. <laughs> Picture me 11 years old, putting this on, sinking into a beanbag, being like, this is the shit. Yeah, <laughs> tight. Thank you for calling. I'm so happy we touched on your expertise. There's nothing I crave more than a caller being like, you talked about two things that I'm an expert on. <laughs> Hi, Weekly. I just want to say I find it very funny that you're calling your new GC segment, which I love, the GC and 3Z, because she would call it the GC and 3Z, right? That's what they do in England. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's hilarious. I uh, got a lot of that MacBook. We got calls about this. We got tweets about this. It can't be Zed because Zed does not rhyme with C. The whole issue was finding a letter or a word or a something, a numeral that rhymed with C. That's the issue. Are you just saying this because you know that you fucked up and it should have been the no. GC3Z? <laughs> no. The GC3Z. I'm saying it shouldn't, be Z. Z. it shouldn't be Zed because... Z doesn't rhyme with C. I know, but maybe the joke is that Z rhymes and Z doesn't, but you say Z. I can't think about this anymore. No. Okay. Well, maybe catch me next week. Maybe I'll have record re-recorded the song. Okay. No. GC, Honestly, no. Three. No. The original theme is canon, and we stick with it. Sorry, it's canon. You know, we just we made it's it. Canon. Bobby made okay. it, and it's canon. It stays. Did okay, you do fine. you know what her latest? Did you see what her latest episode is called? Have you even have you the one uh, about aliens? Yeah, I'm not called, there yet. I'm wait, not but there like yet. just I just want to read you the name of the read pod. me the thing. Yeah, the name yeah. of the the name of this week's episode of GC is how can we prove aliens are real? Question mark. That's it. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Uh, Alexander Daddario's roommate reveals the star's worst habits in people's new YouTube series. Crunch, crunch. The caller said this. They're reading a People exclusive headline. Alexander Daddario's roommate reveals the star's worst habits in people's new YouTube series. What's funny is that multiple people, including people we know, got this as a push alert via Apple News. So, like, who at Apple News, mm-hmm. like, was given a 20 under the table to, like, push this people alert about Alexander Daddario, you know? That's my question. Wasn't me. It's a conspiracy. And what I'm saying is it's a conspiracy theory. And the other thing is, how long is it going to take till you cut this segment? Another thing, because <laughs> we always got to cut the Alexander Daddario segment. Well, maybe I can just play the worst habits 
Wait, shout out to Chris C. Joseph on Twitter, Christine Celestin Joseph, who tweeted this at us, like the her push alert. And then she responded by saying, I learned three things after doing a bare minimum amount of research. I love that for her. One, this article's from last Thursday. Why did I get an alert today? Who knows? Two, her roommate is an actress named Kate Easton. Who is she? I don't know. Both girls have a YouTube channel. What's it called? I don't know. I appreciate this because she didn't ask us to do any of the work. She just did it. <laughs> she put out just like. <laughs> I think your worst habit or thing is Alex will go into a kitchen, open up every cabinet, and not close. One of them. I have vi visual memory issues. Which is funny because that's what we say about Alexander Daddario. <laughs> Next call. Okay, I'm probably. Oh, hi, who weekly? I forgot about that. Love your podcast. Um, but I'm probably late to commentating on this. But the fast hemorrhage high thing is going around TikTok like crazy, and everybody there's a them, but then there's like Henry Golding. Is Henry Golding a them now? I, that just confused me and kind of threw me off. Um, yeah, that's all. Okay, crunch, crunch. This was a fascinating thing, by the way, which like... The Fast Times charity like, I don't read. care about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, I just don't... That doesn't, like, do anything for me. That, like, memory, that, mm -hmm. like, re like nostalgia. But just the, like, mm -hmm. star power of this. We have so many, like, of the rare, true A-listers, the true, like, movie star names all in this like weird Zoom together hosted by none other than Dane Cook. And then you have the iconic buildup of the quote unquote reunion of Jen and Brad, which we can't mistake, you know, like is the number one narrative of this reunion. And it's the draw, yeah. Then we even got the moment between them, which like I was like very, who cares about it? But then when I heard the moment, I was like, <gasps> you know. The moment's pretty good. The moment is good. Hi, Anderson. Hi, Pitt. How you doing? Good, honey. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, so it's funny that there's this long-anticipated A-list event, which is Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, like, speaking to each other <laughs> on camera. Because we saw them at the Oscars, and they were just, like, hold, they were clutching each Those other, you know? Those photos were talking. good. Those photos so were good, too. So here they are. Oh, I know. they were great. So here they are talking, and it's, like, funny. Right. And we have this star-studded cast, which includes Jimmy Kimmel, Julia Roberts, John Legend, uh, Ray Liotta, Matthew McConaughey, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Shia Freeman. Buff, Sean Penn, my Shia fave, LaBeouf. Sean Penn. Honestly, it was delightful. Like, however you feel about Sean Penn, which, like, I don't feel great about it. But watching Sean Penn watch Shia LaBeouf do his own version of the character Sean Penn played at age, like, 17 was, like, mm -hmm. kind of a delightful moment, you know? They set that up well, I have to say. But, yeah, I mean, then you had Henry Golding. Henry Golding. Yeah. Who played, like, a teacher or something. They put him in a suit. Yeah, they put him in a suit. <laughs> I love that. It's that one artist, his fish and chips art in the background is so cute anyway yeah henry golding i i think he's fully of them i think he's if he's not fully of them when his actual like marvel when his superhero lead superhero right. movie comes out he will be undeniably of them but i'm willing to call him of them right now i kind of think like this kind of like turned it for me weirdly i know this is gonna like yeah. this is a weird example to use but it's got to be something and i was like oh like wow he's included in this like group of like superstars if anything dane cook is like the least famous one but you forget dane cook dabbled in this a-list world briefly so like he kind of still has that like stain on him where like he knows all of these people you know from like working mm -hmm. in weird movies with them you know even though now he's kind of like you know and like a hooey but 
he did have a moment. But then you look at this, you look at this grid of all these people, these famous people, and it's like, which one of these things is not like the other? Dane Cook is surprising to see in this grid and also seems out of place. Yeah. Henry Golding is surprising to see in this grid just because everyone else is so established, but he doesn't seem out of place. No, not at all. You know? No, not at all. So it's like, oh, but he, oh, right. He's the new, he's the new class, you know? Yeah. He and Shia are the new class, but Shia, you know, has a little more time. Shia. Well, because Shia has been working since he was five years old. Yeah. And the other thing that was such a troll about this was literally they had Brad play a character named Brad. And then Jen had to be like, hi, Brad. You know how cute I think you are. (laughs) And I'm just like, you guys, you're trolling me. And I love it. You know, I love it. I'm like an editor at Us Weekly with a red phone on my thing. And the phone rings. And this is what happened. Like, this is the most exciting moment for these these tabloids. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you can't blame them because I even felt that tinge of like, ooh, you know. Ooh. 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 I mean, they talked over Zoom. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So I'm reading this W Magazine story, their TV portfolio 2020. And the, they're having celebrities uh, say and talk about whatever show they've been binging in quarantine. And then they are taking a picture dressed up like a character from that show. It's actually very fun. But I'm looking through it, and Millie Bobby Brown is on there. She, of course, binged Friends and is dressed like Rachel. But the caption below says, photographed by her brother, Charlie Brown. Is Millie Bobby Brown's brother named Charlie Brown? Uh, I don't help. Bye. Me at home. These are the calls I crave. Just a journey from Millie Bobby Brown to figuring out somehow that her brother's name is Charlie Brown. Millie Bobby Brown's brother's name is Charlie Brown. That's true. That is true. I don't know what else to say other than that it's true. It's true. And what's funny is the reason why he is like coming up is because of all of these like quarantine photo shoots that she's doing to promote Enola Enola Holmes, right? Enola Holmes. That's the Enola, the, Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes, which, by the way, is currently on Netflix. To promote Enola Holmes, she's doing all these like photo shoot stuff, and her brother Charlie Brown is taking all the photos because you know whatever. And they're putting like you know shot by captured at home by Charlie Brown, captured here at by. And I'm just and it's just a great reveal that yes, her brother who is on Instagram as Heart the Visual, since now he's like a photographer, he's like getting doing photography and his name is Charlie Brown. Hey, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Look, I just found out recently that the most watched TikTok of all time is one of just a girl lip syncing to the song M to the B and doing a couple of faces. I don't really understand why, and I'm having a really hard time figuring it out. Please help. Crunch, crunch. Um, so the TikTok that is the most viewed TikTok, most liked TikTok ever is by someone named Bella Porch. And it's just like selfie camera of this person singing along to this song, which I'll play here. It's M to the B, it's M, 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 M to the B, it's M to the B, it's M to the B. Bang. Yeah, I don't really care about the girl making the faces. I right. care about the song. Not interesting. We're talking about the song. And since we already did a pee-pee cocaine segment, I guess we now like do TikTok, which I don't actually know if I 
am saying that to mean that, but we are doing another one of these. I was thinking about that while going through the calls this week. Over the past few months, the number of TikTok adjacent calls we've gotten has obviously sort of skyrocketed. Like it was sort of this niche thing. And now we get calls about TikTok people all the time, like those twins. Da Vinci, whom we're not mean? going to talk about. We're not uh, talking about Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go look it up. Talk- well, also, Da Vinci's tough over audio because all those responses are written. Not to make an excuse for not talking about Da Vinci, I also just don't think they're interesting. They're no, also they're going not. viral, known as the himbos. This <laughs> is a fun thing to talk about, not because of the TikTok part. Well, partly because of the TikTok part, because that's why we're talking about it, because this M to the B song is like a very popular sound on TikTok. But I didn't know what this was from either. And as someone who will scroll through TikTok at night while I'm horizontal in bed, just being like, flip, 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 like, why am I, why have I been doing this for 45 minutes? I've heard this song a lot, but I never thought to do the work on figuring out what it is. And it's actually like such a huge, fascinating story that I completely missed four years ago when it was happening. Number one, because I'm not British. You're not British? I'm not British. <laughs> Number two, because I wasn't really following like this popular Niche, viral grime, noisy documentary British, on grime, yeah, on grime you, music. Yeah. We've talked about grime music in the past, um, like in terms of like who we grime artists. Um, I know we talked about Dizzy Rascal in the yeah. past, but like grime got really popular in like the early 2000s, then it went away. Then it sort of had this resurgence in this town, Blackpool. The moment we start talking about like British stuff, I just feel like, oh God, we're going to get stuff wrong. And then all the British hooligans are going to call with correction. But like fine. Whatever. That's fine. So there's this town in Northern England, like north of Liverpool called Blackpool. And it's like, you know, it's a coastal town. It seems very like industrial kind of working class, whatever. And grime had a resurgence in this town, thanks in part to in like the 2016 2015 thanks in part to this grime artist named afghan dan who at the time was like late teens and he was taking grime music very seriously and his whole narrative was very interesting as an artist like he had kind of a rough childhood he made some mistakes he was in trouble with the law and he was trying to you know reform his life and like he fell in love with music and he was a very good grime artist he became a hometown hero in blackpool as a grime artist but then at the same time, concurrently to Afghan Dan, which is all, this is all documented in this noisy doc about Blackpool, kid, like children, like 11-year-olds are also getting into the grime scene and the whole idea of like sending for everyone, which is just like making diss tracks. So it's just like someone makes a diss track about someone else, then they make a diss track response and they're like sending, 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 sending. The main one is this guy Lil T and it's this little boy who's 11 and they're just saying no reprehensible stuff. Just like racist, sexist. They're, they're talking about rape. They're using like racial slurs and the guy who hosts the Noisy Doc is black. So that's one of the things that he confronts them on. He's like, do you actually think it's okay to say the N-word? And Lil T's like, no, I stopped doing it. Then he confronts his mom about it. Like, you know that like what? You're, these children are saying the N-word a lot in their music. And she's like, yeah, I don't condone it. But like kids around here say it all the time. So like it starts as him being like, I'm fascinated by like the casual way they throw around like these racist and sexist things. Yeah. So um, that's what he does. But at the end of the documentary, he gets both Afghan Dan, who originally wants nothing to do with the kids. He's like, they're bringing what like what I'm doing is art. What they're doing is just like dissing each other. That's not real. So like, I don't want to be associated with them. They're bringing down my art. But then he gets them all to like do this performance together at the end of the documentary. Okay, Whatever. but where so does Millie people, come in? So the three main people featured in this documentary are Lil T, who's a little boy, 
Afghan Dan, and then this woman named Soph Astin, who Lilty has a problem with. And you see them meet for the first time in the document. They've never met IRL. They just hate each other. And they make fun of each other's moms. Most of the raps are them making fun of each other's moms. So Sophie Astin, ultimately, after this documentary, gets into a beef with another grime artist who is a you know teen tween named Millie B. And Millie B, in one of her songs, taking down Sophie Aspen, which is why the song is called Soph Aspen Send. So if you want to watch it, you have to watch Soph Aspen Send. It's entirely a diss track about Soph Aspen. Now that this is going viral again, you're seeing these like British tweeters saying things like, it's the way Americans only see Millie B's Sophie Aspen send as a cute TikTok trend and not the most visceral verbal assault of 2016. (laughs) And then more British people saying, the Americans are coming for our culture. Americans would never understand, which is sort of true. Like I watched all of this and I'm still not sure I understand, but let's play more of the song here. I'll play more of the song here. Me, I'm M to the B, coming in hard, you better watch it, Sophie, you think you're the only girl doing grime, M to the B's here, step in line, coming in hard with my bars, Sophie Aspen is about to get barred, read your bars off your iPhone 4, I don't do that shit, I do it all cool. you got met by little T, now you're getting met by me, you shag bell lad, you're a little scared, have you heard your bars, they're fucking pep. And then there's this, but like, this is the clip from the documentary that I want to play, listen. The only reason why I sent for him, because he's, he's the best on BG. So then people will have more respect for me that I've sent for him. Does everyone send for everyone? Mo- yeah, most of the time everybody sends for everyone. Does everyone send for everyone? Most of the time everyone sends for everyone. That's the host talking to an 11-year-old. This is like an 11-year-old boy. kid named Lil T. Yeah, it's an 11-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what's happening. It's actually really, it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> and currently you can see like what's up with Soph Aspen and um, Millie B right now. Soph Aspen is still, she's very much an Instagram influencer, still working on music. Millie B has sort of left the music game for now. She had a kid. She's like, has another job. So like, she's moved on. She's like, don't but send for me Soph anymore. Um, please do not send and, for and me. And the B is trending on TikTok. That's, I would say fascinating, but I'm not quite sure it is. <laughs> That's something. I think that the ability for TikTok to do this is a I don't want to call it unprecedented, but it's something. I'm still stuck on like the Zuzu Zoo being literally like, like a cover, a sexy cover of a song that is used to About sell cereal. Cheerios or like a Cheerio adjacent cereal. Meal pop. Meal pop. Like, that's crazy to me. So, like, we mm-hmm. have this, like, sound that came from this, that came from this, that came from this. Like, the full, like, distortion. I mean, like, people always are like, oh, TikTok, it's like Vine. It's like musically. It's like, no, it's actually, like, become a fully different thing with, like, the way that stuff gets spread and remade and responded to. Like, it, it's fully different, which is so crazy because, like, I feel like to the untrained eye, to the like what I would see if I looked at this app. Oh, it's another whatever. Oh, it's just whatever. But it really does like do a new thing, you know? Well, yeah, totally. And it's, I mean, Twitter has always sort of done this also, but TikTok does to an extreme. It's an ecosystem that promotes like incredibly speedy evolution. Like things can be one thing one day and a completely different thing in an hour. And I don't know that I've ever really seen that before. And it's it's a factor of like the number of people that are on it and the ease with which things can be twisted and customized. Like everything can be changed 
instantly yeah. because of the way the app works and because of the number of people who are on it. And so by the time this one thing, all we think of M, M to the B as this one woman do making weird faces, it's already had like six evolutions and we're four years removed from the time that it was actually relevant. And now it's relevant in a completely different way yeah. in a completely different yeah. country. It's really wild. It's cool. It, it's it's cool. Um, M to the B. It's M to the B. It's M, 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 M to the B. It's M to the B. It's M to the B. Bang. Who is Van Hansen? I know who Van Hunt is now, but who is Van Hansen? I was recommended a Facebook group that's just like fans of Van Hansen. Also, who's the most famous Van? There's Van Hunt, Van Hansis, and Van Jones. Are there more Vans? Women don't belong in balloons. <laughs> there are. <laughs> what? There are a lot of Vans. I never really, really, I had never heard of this person, Van Hansis, before. And I was like, who is this? And I can't even really understand this call. Van Hansis, H-A-N-S-I-S. And Van Hansis is a soap star. Um, was on As the World Turns. We've been okay. talking about soaps a lot. We but really apparently have. this caller was like, why is there a Van Hansis fan group on my Facebook that I'm being recommended to join? Because <laughs> I've never heard of this person, Van Hansis. It's a really good question to ask. Yourself. Um, but I don't know either. But I guess it's worth talking about the most famous Vans. Who is the most famous Van? Morrison? I think it's Van Halen and Van Morrison are the throw-ups. But Van Halen is named. But of Van a Halen's band. a last name. You're right, because it's Eddie Van Halen. But you but yeah. Van, like Vincent Van Gogh, that really doesn't necessarily count because Van and Vaughn are used in like German names as as like, I had that Yeah. I had that thought too, because I was like, well, Van Halen, Van Gogh, but I don't know that they count. I think it's like who are I the fam most famous first name Vans? Van Morrison, probably you're right. Van Morrison. And then you had Van you have, Jones. You have Vans, like the sneakers. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think sure. Van counts. Sure, sure. Did you sure. see this famous birthdays thing? According to famous birthdays, the most famous Van <laughs> is Van McCann, who's a 28 year old rock singer. Who's Van who's McCann? In the band Catfish and the Bottleman, which what? I've never heard of. <laughs> They're like a Welsh band. Did you say Van Jones already? Van Jones, yeah. I think Van Jones is close to the top. Close so to I the top. So I think we have Van Morrison. Uh-huh. Van Morrison. Then I think, honestly, Van Jones. Yeah, I think so, he's too. Currently, like, a, he's currently, you know, journalist on the air. Yeah, yeah. He's around. He's on He's TV. very relevant now. Yeah. Then I think, uh, see, Van Hunt and Van Hansis are close. I'm not sure who would take. I think Van Hunt probably mm. because of the Halle Berry relevance. Mm-hmm. And then Van Hansis, because I honestly had never heard of this person. Um, fun fact about Van Jones, according to Famous Birthdays, God, I love this website. He is the uh, number four most famous person born in Jackson, Tennessee. He's the number six most famous 52-year-old author. And he's the number <laughs> five most famous author born in Tennessee, in case you're wondering. I just I can't get over this. Are you wondering who the number one most famous 52-year-old author is, it's a woman named Kate McCary. Just saying, in case you're wondering who beat out Van okay. Jones. Yeah, according to, okay. again, according to Famous Brothers. I just love the way that they break it down. It's so fascinating and stupid. I love it, you know? For example, Van Morrison is the number two most famous singer born in Northern Ireland. Can you guess number one? Uh, Bono. No, it's Nadine Coyle from the band Girls Aloud. <laughs> Oh, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. But she is the number two most famous person named Nadine. 
can you guess the number one? You're never going to guess it. It's this woman named La- Nadine Luster who was on a Philippines TV show. She is the number one most famous woman named Nadine, according to Famous Birthdays. But she is the number three most famous actress born in the Philippines. Do you know who is number one? I could do this forever. You don't know her. Her name is Andrea Brillantes, and she's 17 and she is the wow. third most famous woman named Andrea. I'll end here. Who is the most famous? God, these this fucking website. Who is the most famous person, according to Famous Birthdays, named Andrea? Did you guess a YouTube star named Andrea Russet? No, because that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Sorry. I just, you could that's do this ridiculous. forever. You could do this forever. That is the easiest wormhole to fall in. Oh my god! This the woman, famous, the famous birthday uh, site is like an inc- is incredibly designed. It's inc- the, incredible. The taxonomy design. on that website. Ugh. If only it was correct. I mean, actually, I don't even care if it's correct. But like, it's just you could just go. I mean, who I think the, it's correct. Oh I think it's correct as as in these are the people who are being searched for. Like, I think it's it is it's pulling it is. in like right. immediate relevance and yes. popularity yes which means something but it, it doesn't always mean what you want it to mean yeah you know I send you something like the number one most popular person on famous birthdays right now is charlie d'amelio which yeah. i'm like how is that possible but then you think about it and it's like well i guess that makes sense because tiktok is the biggest platform she's the biggest sure. person on tiktok sure but you know who's trending <laughs> zaywo who i don't even know what who zaywo is uh neek neek and king ruth bader ginsburg <laughs> yes that's and Sarah say. Dorothy Little. Ruth so Bader Ginsburg like is trending. That's accurate, though, to Three me. Gen Zers and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Right. Paris Hilton's trending because people are talking about her documentary. Emma Stone is trending because she might be pregnant. Alicia Keys is trending because she has an album out. I mean, I do get some of this, like, some of these people I don't know. You know who's on this trending list? Bella Porch. You just mentioned. Bella Porch. Who's the M to the M B to the singer. B. M to the B. Right. Like, it. you're right. Like, there is. You know who else is trending? Rosa Parks. This is a list that is full of so much to take <laughs> you know we have at the bottom of the list trending simon cowell right next to martin luther king jr i so mean this is i a, mean this is a fascinating website fascinating a tom fascinating felton's website. trending because people called about him we didn't I, we should maybe do one of those calls but i guess he's like responding to like harry potter fanfic on tiktok too yeah yes yes so because like you see these faces and like if you're tuned in and you know what's going on you know why people are trending some of these people i do not know why they're trending though i have to say like i'm a little out of some of it but you know why i think john f kennedy is trending why? i truly mean this yeah because of the Alexa Demi stuff. No. There is a an actor on Euphoria who is being called out for lying about her age, whatever. We don't have to get into something that's like ageist. And also it's stupid because the lie is only like four year a four-year age span. But in one of the memes, they're like Alexa Demi, like witness the JFK assassination. Like right, there are a lot of memes about people are making jokes be there. that she's <laughs> yes. old. Yeah. They're like she like, built like the Oh, she witnessed the Lincoln assassination. Yeah. She was in the Trojan horse. Right. Um mm-hmm. I will say my favorite meme was Alexa Demi performing inside the Trojan horse and it's like a video of uh, Charlie XCX like in a basement so she's crouched over (laughs) singing Vroom Vroom stop anyway terrible meme but But yeah but that's that's why that's why that's there yeah I get it I get it I get it I get it I'm seeing it in a way there is something inspiring to the fact that like this suggests that Gen Zers people say like oh these Gen Zers they don't care about history and it's like not according to famous birthdays we got Gen Zers looking up indie star Giannina Polentino and Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy you know they're doing some work yeah they're doing some work (laughs) hi Lindsay Bobby um can you guys talk about Jamie Chung Thanks. 
Everybody stay inside. Bye. We have. <laughs> I can't. We've talked about her so much. But we've we definitely cut Jamie Chung's segments and we've definitely left Jamie Chung's segments in. But Jamie Chung is an iconic who because she is the number one reality glow up who. She was on uh, Real number World like 15 one? years ago. Mm. She's mm. up. She is up there. I mean, she's uh, maybe. Okay, here. Here's the thing. Kelly I think, Clark. I think she's the thing. number one real world glow up who aside from like sure, the yes, Miz. Yes. Like number her, one real world. She glow. and like Mike the Miz and uh, the idiot who mm-hmm. ran who was like ran for congress or whatever who cares about him but like who ran for congress yeah what's cares? his name the guy whatever from Boston who or fucking whatever, cares yeah. like uh, him and like the people who kind of broke out of the real world thing to become something else to be, to do other things you yeah. know like that we're not talking sean patrick duffy by the way oh, who sean cares patrick. i don't even care about his name <laughs> mm-hmm. the point is is that jamie chung actually like was on real world san diego became an actress like is acting actively and she married the guy from how to uh, uh make it in america one of our faves brian greenberg yeah we've talked about them because she's always in tabloids like she the tabloids like love talking about her and now she's in lovecraft country is that why we're talking and about now her? she's in lovecraft country okay. yes and it's the one episode i have not seen yet i'm an episode behind and mm-hmm. she got her own bottle episode it's set during the wow. war and so it's like suddenly there's this new character and Good she's for jamie because chung. the whole show well they've been showing jamie chung in the credits ever since the beginning of the show and now she's finally like oh here's her episode so i assume she's going to be a recurring character and she'll be in more episodes but her first episode was this past week and it was like a big deal i haven't watched it yet oh my god i haven't watched it yet the the previews are very beautiful like it's that show despite being a little incomprehensible and a mess in many ways is very beautiful and this episode looks very beautiful but yeah that's a huge talked about show and it's jamie chung someone who made her who got her start on real world i have to say i didn't know she had a blog it's very very megan markley it's very and it's very current. like it's um, current what's um megan markle's blog name again the piz the, the tig. tig the it's tig. very tig like she has like blog posts about like going to like tuscany she has blog posts about like this is very um interesting this is very interesting it's called whatthechung.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's an actor model influencer the most notable thing about her is that she started on the real world she yeah. is what everyone who goes in the real world or went Wishes on real world for a time be. wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, she's a blogger most interesting too. fun fact she's about her that I know we've never mentioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a blogger. That she's a blogger. What's interesting about her that we have not mentioned before is that no. Mm. Remember like Fon Bingbing was in an X-Men movie, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past? Yeah. Yes. 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 We talked about Fon Bingbing. She was yeah. Blink. Fon Bingbing who didn't pay her taxes, but is fine. Who didn't pay her taxes? Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Jamie Chung played a young Fan Bingbing. Oh, really? In mm-hmm. that? No. In that. Yeah. Wow. She does spawn on her blog. She's like a regular Eva Marie Martino over here. Eva Marie Martino wishes. She's over here selling I Adidas. Say. I know. Eva Mar- well, yeah, I mean, but she's like over here selling like shoes and doing. I'm just, wow. Jamie Chung. She's yeah. literally. Also, she a was Mulan on Once Upon a Time. Yeah. No, She's I knew that. Girl. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Also, like, you're married to Brian Greenberg. You're a who. I find them cute. They made a movie together that sucked. It was like kind of an indie movie about, like, you can tell they just, like, wanted to go on a trip to Hong Kong and it was, like, filmed there or something. Oh. And it wasn't that good. But I think that. Oh, I'm cute. sorry. Brian Greenberg and Jamie Chung made an indie movie that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sound the alarm. <laughs> 
Wait, so one more thing about Jamie Chung that I just saw that just cracked me up was that there's a Deadline article about a show that was clearly ordered but never actually made it to television. And she plays uh-huh. the lead. It's a legal soap about a group of idealistic lawyers who not only work together but live together at their startup firm. Um, she was going to play this lawyer named Lana Harris, who's like an alpha or whatever, and she's a boss bitch, whatever, whatever. I just want you to try and guess the name of this show that never made it to air. It is a pun on a legal term that has like a lady's name in it, like a spin on a lady's name. A pun on a legal term? The name is one of the names of the women in Sex and the City, one of the characters in Sex and the City. Miranda. But th- Okay, but what would it be called? Oh, Miranda Rights. Miranda's Rights. <laughs> oh, Miranda's Rights. That's good. Miranda's rights. I'm sorry the show never got made for Jamie Chung was going to star in it, but Miranda's rights. Sorry, that just cracked me up. Miranda's rights. RIP Miranda's rights. Okay, sorry. My, my sister and I have like a long running joke and it's bare, It's not even a joke, but it's just that like the <laughs> the fake show that, we, that we'd make together would just be called Sisters-in-Law and it's about two sisters-in-law who are also partners at a law of firm. Of course, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. And it's just called sisters-in-law. It's, it's like, wouldn't that be a good? And the reason it's a joke is it's like we like there's no writing. Like the show writes itself. It's just called sisters-in-law. Yeah, like, I mean, think done. of all the things they think of all the trouble they'd get into. They're sisters and they're in law, and they're also sisters-in-law. Yeah. Are they? Wait, are they like, sisters? Or are they I, sisters-in-law? No, that's the amazing thing. The show has every element of success you need in a procedural. But are because they it's family sisters? and workplace drama? They are actual. No, they're sister. They're truly sisters-in-law. Oh, their husbands or brothers. You no, know they could just be sisters-in-law, like an actual pair of sisters. No, but Lindsay, what's funny is that they're both. <laughs> but they're si- but they're not that- they're not sisters if they're sister-in-laws. No, they're sisters-in-law, but they are also sisters-in-law. No, I they get work at the, the same pun. I get it, but I'm just saying they're not sisters. No, they're not sisters. Okay. They're sisters-in-law. Okay, I hate this. <laughs> Do you realize how good that? Because it's like they yes, sort of hate each other because you hate it's your in-laws. Honestly, but they work together and much, they solve crimes. Much better than Miranda's rights. Miranda's rights. N- nothing sisters compared to sisters in, in law. law. Yeah, someone's gonna steal this from you. You know that. Such a good show. You can't steal yeah, it. Like, think about it. I'm sorry. And Jamie Chung could be one of the sisters. I know Easily. Jamie Chung could be one of the sisters. She already worked so hard to learn like lawyer terms for Miranda's rights. Oh my God! Someone get Jamie Chung's agent on the horn because we have an idea. <laughs> okay, now for who are them? Sorry. All you have to say is sisters in law, and you're one of the sisters. And she's like, shakes your hand immediately. She's like, I got it. This is perfect. <laughs> you're one of the sisters. Literally, I could secret that screenplay into existence. Like, I need I need the sisters in law pilot to exist. And Her it would just Her first exist. question would say, are we sisters? Or are we sister in laws? You'd and have I'd to say, you're sisters in law. It's in the name. No, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're sisters in law, but you're also sisters. In comma, law. In law. <laughs> okay, 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 fine. I'm never asking. Okay. We're not going on. Okay. Uh, who are them? I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on s- other beds, I get mad. What is there I else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It- I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. 
Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Um, Hey, guys. Anna Paquin. Oops, sorry, you heard my Skype. Anna Paquin. Like, I think she's a who. But she's, like, been a child actor and been in a lot of things and... I'm only asking because I just recently started watching True Blood. So, yeah. X-Men, them. Fudge, fudge. Right, she's really tough. And I'm sure we've done her before too, but whatever, let's do her again. You know, it, the thing about we can do who's and them's over again because things are changed. Like, things do change. Things who, do change. This is very tenuous. So currently, as of September, what is today? 24th? September 24th, 2020. Anna Paquin, who, them? One, two, three. Who? who? It's hard because her name is such like a prompt. Like, we've done this, but like a nostalgic touch point for like many people a certain age. But I do feel like she kind of like is a who. And I always re- mix her up with Evan Rachel Green. Evan Rachel Green? Evan Rachel, Evan Rachel Wood. Wood. <laughs> Rachel Green is the name of the character Evan Rachel friends. Green. <laughs> Jesus but Christ. Anna Paquin was in the show that I liked, but no one watched. Then ended terribly, which was Flack. If you're gonna say Flack, I'm gonna no. Scream. Um, no. Oh, the affair. The affair. Wait, was she? Yes, yes, the affair. Yes, was she? Wait, was she? She was in the affair. You talked about. Okay, her but being I just again, affair. I mi- but, but I mix her show. up. I mix her up. Kind of the most iconic thing about her is the fact that she followed up like a very successful child career with True Blood that went on for so many seasons and she married her co-star who she's still married to which is like again kind of iconic maybe she is a them that's a lot no I don't think so I think she's a I think she's uh, I think she's a them in many circles but I don't think a general them no and it's and it's been long enough since True Blood too Okay, I just, but I do think it is impressive, no matter what she is. Remember when she was in The Irishman for one, for had one line? That was amazing. People yeah. talked about her for weeks. Maybe she is why, a them. <laughs> why didn't you tell Jean? Maybe she is a them. Because, like, oh, think about all of the buzz Fuck. she's gotten, like, from all these different things. I'm sorry, I'm just Ugh. saying. Maybe Fine, not. Anna Paquin's a them. I don't like this. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, prove you wrong, but I'm just thinking of all the things. She wasn't The Irishman. Why didn't you tell Joe? <laughs> Silence is her character, Lindsay. Silence is her character. I can't. Can we move on? Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Medium time, medium time. So the Emmys were on last night, and I would just like to know, is Dan Levy of them now? Thanks, Contrant. Schitt's Creek won, like, every comedy Emmy. Is Dan Levy co-creator of Schitt's Creek uh, and star and son of 
Eugene Levy, a them now. One, two, three, who? I think he's still a who. Who? Well, the way that this was treated by people when they won all this, it makes me point to who. Like, not like the way that I feel, but like the way that everyone responded to the Shit's Creek kind of to-do read Dan Levy felt like a who to me. The The reason the Shit's Creek wins were such a big deal was because they were the underdogs in a way, you know? They They kind of came out of nowhere. They are the who's. That's why why this narrative exists. Well, like... They're Canadian. But the thing is, you you don't think that... Do you think Eugene Levy is a them? I think Eugene Levy is a them. Uh, Yeah, no, I think so. I think he is a them. Yeah. After this happened, I, I, I'm, in, I'm trying to like these stupid I, iOS 14 widgets. And so one of the widgets that I have, there I aren't many widgets I love my available widgets, right now. by the way. I got to send one you my widgets. One of the only widgets. widgets I have is top read on Wikipedia. So it just like auto updates like with the most read stories on Wikipedia at any given moment. Oh, and for a while, wow. I have the Wikipedia app and they have a widget. Mm-hmm. For a while, it was like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then Schitt's Creek and then Dan Levy. Yeah. Dan Levy. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know that. But that's a good reason because people are searching for who he is. Right. So people are looking at Ruth Bader Ginsburg because they're like, oh, wow, like I knew who she is. She's definitely them. But what was her whole deal? I want to know more about her right. life. Right. Like how people old was she was when Levy. she died? Like right. I think people. Yeah, it's true. The Dan Levy Schitt's Creek things are just like, you know, anyone's parents or anyone's anyone who was watching the Emmys just saying like, what is this show? I've never heard of it. So I think that the spike in interest in the show and the fact that the show's success was so surprising makes him a who it means that he's on track to becoming a them for sure uh-huh but uh-huh i don't think that i think it i think it means he is a who okay that's why this was a story because he's a who okay you proved your point now i want to talk about widgets we, oh, wait what about widgets tell me about widgets do you have the series suggestions widget or have you ever tried it it's so rude the Siri suggestions widget. No, let me look. Okay, so when you put it on your phone, it does this thing where if you if you pick up your phone for the first time in like a while, it'll say or like if you pick up your first time like right when you get out of bed Siri or like when you wake up, it'll say it'll suggest you apps that you quote unquote usually open on first view, which is so rude because it's like Twitter, you know, Slack, like yeah. Otherwise, it like will variously tell you things that you do like throughout the day, things, activities that you do. Oh. Like right now, you're going to cry. My my Siri suggestions widget has two suggestions on it. One is search in Chrome and the other is yeah. send a message to Bobby Finger. Oh, mine is search in Chrome, search Twitter, send a message to Lindsay Weber <laughs> and start a timer for 52 minutes. No. <laughs> it's like owning me all day long telling me what i do <laughs> it's like fine. i set a timer for 52 minutes every night because i put on a podcast or some sort of Wait, sleep noise really oh you can set timers to turn off music yeah. you know that no i didn't so know it's that like at all. stop playing so you can make you can make the cue for a timer to be like a noise like bing bing yeah. bing bing yeah. or it'll stop that. playing whatever's playing I didn't know that and so you can like set a sleep timer for like harry styles reading me to sleep on calm.com or oh. calm app I don't love actually that. use that, but yeah. Okay. Well, love that. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Love love the widgets when they own me by just saying, send you a message. Like, thanks, bitch. I know. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, my question is, is Marion Cotillard a who or a them? I feel like she was really on her way to themdom for a minute. And maybe she's still pretty A-listy, but she seems more like a, a boutique who to me now. Anyway, um, let me know. Crunch, crunch. I think that... That's a perfect way of putting it. I think she's an A-list who. I think she's an right? A-list who, but like, I actually am not sure. Yeah. 
She's an A-list too. Yeah. She's very weird. She's an A-list too. Which is weird. That's so weird. Is that a new category? I think it's a new category. Anytime someone says there's there can be no such thing as an A-list who, you point them to Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Point them to Marion. And then Marion will go, do not point at me. Don't point your fingers. She's got a lot of hooey elements. A lot of hooey elements. Is June Diane Raphael a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Uh, June Diane Raphael, who are them? One, two, three. Who? who for sure. If not, like, yeah. she's like a character actress. She's like a comedian character actress, for sure. She's a comedian character actress, podcast host. Yeah. Oh, a, yeah. Oh. That's, if you're a podcast host, she's, that says a lot, you know? No one's ever, like, she's, uh, she is, you know, one of the number one uh, TV and movie sidekicks right now. Totally. Oh, people she's love her. Oh, oh, she's always like, when you walk in the room and there's like a funny lawyer, it's like, that's her. Who's like, I've got a sour attitude, but I'm funny about it. She's funny in um she's funny in the 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 Seth Rogen the Seth Rogen the long yeah. shot she's funny in that okay you love long shots I so fucking much. love long well you know I a big budget good rom com the best of the past five years we haven't had we where we get nothing get rarely get anything it's like so rare hi who weekly my name is Claire and I'm a medium time listener but a first time caller. And I noticed on the podcast recently, there's been a lot of talk of early 2000s music. And it had me thinking about how I think there might be two musicians from that era, both named Robin with a Y. And then on top of that, I think they also both have songs called Show Me Love. And I have a few follow-up questions there, some questions for investigation. Um, One, is this accurate? I guess it's possible there could have been either a rebrand or a remix of sorts. Two, if it is accurate, then how did it happen? Um, Was there a record producer who let the second Robin have the same name and have the same song release? Um, And then three, are they both who's? Is one a who? Is one of them? Um, I'm really interested to hear what you all have to say. Um, Thanks and crunch crunch. Truly the most iconic thing about this Robin Robin thing is that both Show Me Loves are incredible. Like incredible. They're both perfect songs. Like Some arguably like Our Friend Lala, Show Me Love is her favorite Robin with a Y song. That's to me a little, that's that's to me a little crazy. To me that's a little crazy. The difference is that it's Robin S with an I and then Robin no S, like Robin with a Y. With a so, Y. So there are two different spellings of Robin, which I didn't really know. I thought it was Y. Both were Y. Yes, there's an interesting point, which is that Show Me Love by Robin with a Y, as in the Swedish pop star show Robin singing, like, Show Me Love. Yeah, that's the first. Life. That's the first one. And then there's Robin S, which you came got out in to 1992. Show me love. That's Robin S. Yeah. 
Robin S is like a contemporary of like, you know, she did like house and dance pop like in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. And like mm-hmm. she, I'm trying to think who she's a contemporary of like Crystal Waters and like, you know, like that type of dance music, right? Like uh, And like uh, Candy Staten. Like, you got the love. Oh, I love You got the love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's something similar to that vibe. Yeah, you're talking like 90s house dance music, which was like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Cece Peniston, one of my faves. Cece Peniston. Cece Peniston, how could you not? But like, so Robin S is significantly older than Robin Y. We're going to call her Robin Y because she has a yep. Y in her name. Robin S and Robin Y. And Robin S was Robin S way before Robin was Robin. Mm-hmm. It is funny. Totally. They both have songs called Show Me Love God. It really is funny. My favorite thing about the Robin S album artwork for Show Me Love uh-huh. is that it's extremely, it's extremely like 1980, like early 90s aesthetic. Yeah. But she's just like in a suit. Uh-huh. To be able to release like a house album, like a dance album, just like standing in a suit in what looks like a promo still for your new guest slot on The View is uh-huh. really iconic. Like, look at this. Look at this photo. She's like, and filling in for Joy Behar, Robin S. Like, that is a hell of a look. Let me see. <laughs> God, they really didn't w- let women, like, be sexy. Like, Jesus. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm just calling because I want to know, is Ving Rhames I, who or them? Okay, thanks. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Tough, but I think I know definitively. Tough. Okay. For me, at least. One, two. Ving Rames. Who are them? One, two, three. Them. Who? Oh, wow. (gasps) Oh, wow. Wait, why do you say them? Wow. Tell me. It's number one, the name. Who else is named Ving? He is the, oh my God. He's the, he's the voice of We Got the Meats at Arby's. Now I think he's a them. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm, I'm back. I'm changing it. He is the We Got the Meats voice. That's huge. I'm changing it. He's a them. Okay. They got the meats. They have the meats. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's the We Got the Meats voice. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm changing it. Arby's. We have the meats. He's got an iconic voice, but no, he's. Because there's no one else named Ving. There's True. no other famous Rames. True. There's no like, Go, even remotely goes to famous a, birthdays. A looks for Rames. most famous person named Ving. I dare you. I dare you to find a more famous Ving. I realized this late. Like I definitely realized this in, the, in my twenties that Ving is a nickname for Irving. Oh, it is. What his first name is Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! I feel like you I didn't feel, know that. And I, then when you think I about it, you're like, no crazy. shit. It's like Topher. I was like, why are you out here calling yourself Topher? And then it's like, oh, it's Christopher. I'm an well, idiot. Well, if you're an old Jew, it's Irv. Because not v- Ving is incredible. Oh, if you're Ju- old and Jewish, it's right, Irv. Irv. Irv, Ving. Ving mm-hmm. is better. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Do you know who gave him the nickname Ving? Who? Stanley Tucci. No, not Stanley because Tucci. Because they were, they were classmates at SUNY Purchase. Wait, that's so cute. That's so cute. I love that. But number one, name no other Vings. Number one, he's been in things cross generations. He's one of those pleasant surprise people who shows up in movies and you're like, oh, nice. He's got an amazing voice. I know. And his iconic role is Pulp Fiction. And that movie is like kind of timeless in a way. Like even young people like love to watch that. Yeah. And he's one of the only people in the Mission Impossible franchise that's been in all of the movies. He's been in oh all of them. Oh my God, you always say that. You're right. You always make that because point. Because they switch everyone out except mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that hat. That hat is iconic. According to IMDb, according to IMDb, he has four trademarks. Ready? You're going to have to guess them. 
One okay. you already got okay, is one. the hat. Colorful, often oversized, <laughs> and sometimes unusual hats. Yes, deep voice is number two. What else? What's his third trademark? Come on. It's another thing about... Oh, he's bald. His fully shaved head. And then there's one more that you're not going to get, which is his characters often use metaphors to explain their opinions and feelings, such as, quote, a wave is crashing over me from I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. We canceled that movie. No. Or, quote, you are adrift in the sea of my patience from Lilo and such. Okay, that one, that one's stupid. But you got the three. You got three of the trademarks. We got to do it. He has a... We've always tried to develop a trademark, the IMDb trademark game. We got to get back into that. That was a fun... We were trying to make a game. We got to do that. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Bobby. I just wanted to let you know, big news. Jay Cutler has moved on from Barry Cavallari and is now dating Tommy Lasagna, as in Tammy Lauren. Uh, and then also I did have a question. Are Crest White Strips a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Bye. Crest White Strips. Who or them? One, two, three. Them. Them. Yeah. The yeah. most iconic white strips. Yeah. The most iconic white strips. Name yeah. more iconic white strips. I can't. Na- name more iconic white strips. I I literally can't. <laughs> I can't. Whitening teeth really freaks me out. Like Why? I'm worried about like how sensitive they get. It's really stupid. It's just like it freaks me out. Okay. Okay. But also, yeah, and I can't anymore because of my because of my tumble. I know, I know. Bobby takes but a yeah, tumble. They're yeah. Bobby <laughs> took a tumble. <laughs> my children's book. Bobby was complaining about something on the sidewalk and being very animated with his hands and then he slipped on a crack oh, okay. it happened to me too I told you I fell face first got a chip in my tooth I was drunk on one margarita terrible. classic me terrible yeah. terrible okay we're done for the day thank you for calling um, at 619 who them to leave questions comments and concerns what a great episode uh, your calls wow iconic calls listen after the credits for a couple of silly call you're doing amazing sweeties uh, they're really wild, wild stuff happening this week. And um, yeah, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash whoweekly uh, for twice weekly bonus episodes. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We haven't said that in a while. So rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love reading your reviews. Um, and have a have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. The who's and them's of classic sauces. Rebecca de Mornay sauce, a Zoe Bechamel sauce, a Bernays Sanders sauce. Ah, uh, yes, and a Janelle Mole sauce. Thank you. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I am just sitting here in my kitchen making mold wine because yay, it's fall. And I just had to call in because of all of a sudden some like Lily Allen, David Harbour, like honestly, it's probably fan fiction just popped into my head. Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. So David Harbour, what is he on? Stranger Things. Who's his coach on Stranger Things slash love interest maybe? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder and David Harbour seemed like they were friends on the set, of, or like, you know, behind the scenes. Winona Ryder has a similar vibe to Lily Allen. I bet they're friends. I bet they hang out. They're famous people friends. They get, they don't get brunch because they're not, they don't seem like those kind of ladies, but they do some stuff together. Maybe they have a party. Winona has a party. Who she invites? Her co-worker, David Herber, her old friend, Lily Allen. Huh. They hit it off. They make friends. They fall in love, maybe. 
I'm just saying, I think that's a very compelling series. Um, maybe it's fan fiction, like I said. Maybe you could find some proof, though. I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay, crunch, crunch. Uh, hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm staring at the home um, and their top style article is how Emma Watson's Met Gala look changed the red carpet forever. Um, that's like an absurd amount of credit to give her. Um, yeah. Good form, Bella Thorne. Well, my cat's name is just Lemon, not Lemon Breeling. So Lemon, but she's named after Lemon Breeling from Heart of Dixie. Okay, bye, Crunch Crunch.